Welcome to the good, the bad, and the sequel with your hosts, Doug and Jamie. We are back, and this is the movie podcast where we're talking sequels, and we do it in two parts. The first, an interview with an actor or someone involved that made the film worth watching, and the second, a discussion of the sequel, what they got right, what they got wrong, and how it could have been better. I am so excited to talk about this week's movie because, you know, it's just Memorial Day weekend with everything going on. You can't go out, but this could provide a little bit of an escape, you know, on the island, living it up. But before we dive in, which they dove a lot in this movie, we ha- I have to introduce you to my partner in the sequel watching journey, Jamie Riccardi. Jamie, how you doing? I'm doing well, Doug. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. I watched this movie and it just brought me back. 1993, I was seven years old, just loving every minute of this. Yeah, it's, it's a good movie to watch when you're seven years old. I don't know. When, you're, when you get to my age, this movie ha- kind of looks a little different. So I, I definitely have a different take on the, on the movie today. And that's what we welcome, different takes. But before we start, we have a guest this week. You might remember her from Karate Kid 3. Well, when we discovered or rediscovered the legendary Terry Silver. That guy <laughs> just made that movie awesome. And it's Gina. Gina, how you doing? I'm great. How are you doing? Welcome back. Yeah, welcome back. Yeah. I'm happy to be back. Thanks for having me back. Time flies, right? That was seven months ago that episode came out. That's wow. crazy. And uh, Gina, you were one of the more popular guests. Really? Yes. Oh. Yes. Okay. And that episode was the best because Credit Kid 3 was just absolutely mind-blowing. And I think this movie is mind-blowing as well. So why wait? If you're watching on video, because we're doing this video as well, sunglasses on, I got some zinc on my nose, and I have a mojito because that's, that's, that's the life of Larry and Richard. That's what they do. Well, Larry more than Richard. But uh, let's start. Jamie, what did you think at the beginning? Didn't it remind you of Pink Panther movies? It did. And honestly, I almost would pro- probably, probably prefer to watch a cartoon version of Weekend at Bernie's than the actual movie itself. Oh, well, that's a good idea, too. Maybe somebody's listening, they can get that going. Because the cartoon, I, it was pretty good. You know, the, you know, you don't see that too often in credits. Um, you know, usually the movie jumps right in there and it starts off with a little Pink Panther-ish kind of cartoon credits. And I, I enjoyed it. That's good. Gina, what did you think about a cartoon intro, getting you all prepped? I, it initially reminded me of the opening of Grease. Oh, yeah. Oh. And then I actually wrote in my notes, I'm already concerned by the intro. <laughs> because I didn't know, I didn't know where, I didn't know where it was going. I wasn't sure what the point of it was. I thought, oh, is this going to like sort of pick up from the last movie and then lead us into the next one? But no, it was just, it was just a dead body. <laughs> like fall off so, so you didn't know the plot at all. Like you didn't know the plot of this one. I did not. I came into this. Um, I came into this not knowing anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, most likely, if you saw the first one, then you know he's dead in the second one. I don't yeah. think there's anything. But one, a couple of things I picked up from the credits. I don't know if you saw it. The costume de- designer's name was like Prince. It was one word. It was Dior. So I don't know. I didn't get a chance to look up the credits of Dior, but probably some fantastic stuff. And Michael Bolton, production designer. Saw that too. Well, you think there's only one Michael Bolton out there? Yeah, there's only one Michael. Yeah, he could do it all. Why can't he do that too? Didn't you see Office Space? 
I did. In an office space. What, Michael Bolton was in office space? No, but one of the characters' names is Michael Bolton, and he hates <laughs> that everyone compares him to the real Michael Bolton. Ah. Michael Bolton, right? I hope I'm not mistaken. Wait, you never saw Office Space? I have. I don't oh. remember Michael Bolton, but. That's like a know. big part of the movie. But yeah, so anyway, That's okay. we, <laughs> this movie starts in the morgue. Hold and, on, hold on. Before you go any further, yeah. so you, you mentioned the. the what was the first, the jour, like the clothing or the, the costume, costume designer? designer? Yeah, I have a question about the costumes in this in this movie. Now, this movie takes place in 1993, correct? Yeah. Okay. I was in college, 93, kind of like a grunge era. They were dressed very 80-ish in this movie. Well, it's supposed to take place in 1989. It's the next year. It's the next day. It's a continuation. Oh, all right. It just took right. four years to continue it. I got you. All I right, wonder. Well, I'm confused why it took four years, but <laughs> but I know. So it starts right in the morgue. The guy that was like the morgue manager, he looks so familiar. He looked like somebody, but I looked him up. Nothing. Now I've never been to a morgue before, but do they normally let you see the body and then ask if you're related first and after? <laughs> no. Because <laughs> I mean, like they didn't know who these people were. They're just looking at anybody, and then later on, they're like, "All right, how are you related?" I, I would think it would be the opposite. Yeah. Well, did they bring the body to the morgue? Yeah, that was something I forgot about the end of the first one. I felt like it just ended. But it, it, I watched the ending on YouTube. So an, an ambulance took it, I think. Or it was like, you know, they picked them up. Because what happened was they were on the beach. They were, like, enjoying it. All of a sudden, Bernie rolled out of the ambulance and sat right between them again. Right. The best. Oh, that so that made me think that they had to transport Bernie to the morgue. But I don't know. If that's and why would they transport him to the morgue in New York City and not the one that was in the Hamptons? And wouldn't that raise a lot of questions? Yeah. <laughs> but you know I mean? here's one thing that blows my mind. He has a lot of money, Bernie, Bernie Lomax. So I'm sure he had some family that was around. But these guys are the ones that identify in the body? Well, it was his Uncle Bernie. <laughs> How crazy is that? Maybe he didn't have family. Maybe he was very lonely, and that's why he had all those big parties so he could surround ah. people. You know, maybe deep down he really didn't have real friends or family. I that's, don't know. That's deep. That's so this is, this is a sad story then. <laughs> <laughs> right? The, the poor guy doesn't have any friends or family, and then he dies. Yes. But he has La – dude, Larry in this movie, Andrew McCarthy, New Jersey's own Andrew McCarthy – unbelievable how just crazy he is the things he does in this movie when you think about it they're both psychos well he's definitely creepy and psycho later on um yeah. but was he this crazy in the first movie i don't remember like he was oh. just i feel like he was just like high on caffeine the entire movie like he just was not stopping well cocaine i wouldn't say caffeine but i'm sure he was well on yeah but this is a pg movie right was it pg Outside of two boobs, I think it was, you know, <laughs> which was basically 80s boobs. I mean, you know, they had to do a quick boob shot. But, I mean, I, I would assume it's PG, right? I mean, why would it be R? It really oh, wasn't. Well, there's, a, there's another one that you're – there's PG-13. Yeah, but this is the 80s. Did they really have PG-13 well, back then? Well, it's 1993. Yeah, but it takes place after. Who knows? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I vote PG-13 for the boobs. Even though they were covered up very quickly, they're still – uh, Clash of the Titans in the 80s had boobs in the beginning, and that was PG. 
But that was the 80s. This is 93. <laughs> Things changed. Boobs were obligatory in 80s movies. In 93, uh, I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll have to look that one up later. So one great thing at the morgue was, remember when the guy came in and he's like, I just got back for that barbecue. He's like, oh, how many did you get? And he goes, three and a half. So he wasn't talking about lunch. So there's a barbecue explosion and they're talking about it like it's like the guy just went fishing. Yeah. That was a little weird. So th- this is the part that makes no sense. Again, this is like the next day. There's a, there's a time. Wait, hold on. In this, movie. this is the part that doesn't make sense. Yeah, this part doesn't make sense. Wait, so the fact that there's a dead body that doesn't decompose whatsoever, that, that's okay. But the part you're going to mention right now is the one part that doesn't make sense. Oh, correct. Well, it takes okay. time for a body to decompose. That's why this movie, that's why they had to do it the next day. It's okay. really only been, if you think about by the end of this movie, it's somehow they squeeze it in. It's only like three days. Yeah, but wait, how? Yeah, but wasn't that like a summer they had in part one? Like, how long was part one? <laughs> was it a summer? Uh, it actually, it's only it's only one day. Like, Bernie gets killed, and then the next day is when everything happens, and then they take. So all that partying in the first movie—that was all one day. That one well, that day. was the yeah, that was the night because he got killed just before they got yeah. there. Okay. Then the next day is when Larry sets him up <laughs> with the monopoly, and then yeah, and then that. I was thinking it was like a whole summer. I haven't seen the movie in a long time. So I just thought it was a whole summer. You just hung out with them the whole summer. <laughs> oh, that'd be oh, awesome. awesome. All right. But no, so that's why, the de- again, body will decompose. And okay. it does smell. They mention it. It does smell in this movie. Yeah, but they only mentioned it after he was stuffed in a suitcase. Like, you know, they, they didn't mention any smell the entire time until then. So I just think he was just sweaty from the airplane ride. <laughs> <laughs> so, the th- <laughs> so how could they know they were going to get a race? It was something they thought of, or they thought the company was going to give them. Well, because they fig- they they realized the what Bernie was doing, so they figured like they're the heroes, so of course they're going to get a race. That's that was their mindset. So one of the gems in this movie, and I almost interviewed him before Troy, which I hounded her for the interview, and she even says it in the interview that that came out last week. And uh, Barry Bostwick. Oh, my God, dude. How amazing is he in this movie? I would love to see that camera roll because it was just so great how he was just like, snap, 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 snap. First of all, he reminded me of John Larroquette. He oh, yeah. Like, he, so I was calling him like the, the, the non-John Larroquette. So he looked just oh, like yeah. he was he Was he the one from um, Rocky Horror Picture Show? Yeah. He was the, the blonde guy? Like the, the guy? I can't believe it. Okay. With Susan Strandon, right? Yeah. 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 And he was the in Spin City. He was the mayor in Spin City. I never watched that. Yeah, it was only on for like 120 episodes. <laughs> well, considering only one out of three people have seen it uh, right now on the podcast, you know. It's a pretty good show. Okay. So anyway, so they go there. They think they're going to get a raise. Barry Bostwick, Hummel, which I don't know why they named him Hummel. He basically says, well, you guys are fired because you knew about the error. And why would you go hang out with Bernie? See, he the whole time he's thinking they're in cahoots with him, to, and they it was basically a deal that they had worked out, and then they get canned. So this is where the timeline. So that night, Larry calls him, says, "Meet me at this restaurant. It's supposed to be the most expensive restaurant in the city." And then Jonathan Silverman he goes, "Oh come on, I can't do this. I have three interviews tomorrow." How the fuck did he get three interviews in hours? He also showed up to at a restaurant in his pajamas. Now, now, 
Larry said, you know, let's, let's meet. All right, regardless, he's going in to meet him. He wasn't happy about it, but you don't get dressed. He's wearing a robe and pajamas. I also thought that Larry was wearing pajamas, and then I realized he was wearing the classic 90s collarless shirt. Yes. And I was really excited about that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think Larry's clothes in the whole movie could be like looked at as pajamas. Oh, I want his wardrobe. I wanted to get one of those shirts for today because he is so great in this movie and just so psychotic. He, the first movie, he takes out uh, the Rolex. Like the next day after he's dead, while they're playing Monopoly, he takes it off. In this one, he's using all of his credit cards. And I love how he's throwing his weight around with Bernie's money. He's like, I'm Bernie Lomax. Here, and make sure you leave yourself a nice tip. <laughs> Throughout the whole movie. Even the one time, you, you don't want to cause suspicion, right? Why when they get to the island, why the first thing he does is walk up to a stranger, guy that doesn't even work there, it says, hi, I'm Bernie Lomax. I'm going to be here for the few days. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, he, he, I don't think he really, I think he acts before he thinks throughout the whole movie. So, but I can tell you, he's pretty genius because he came up with a lot of crazy ideas yeah. and they, they all pretty much worked, you know. So, how, so how'd you guys like when they cut to the, the islands and we see a ritual of people dancing like Temple of Doomish, I guess? I forgot about that in the movie. And, oh, I love and, and, and that's when I, when I saw that, I'm like, all right, now I remember why I didn't like the movie the first time. Oh, come on, <laughs> dude. Those guys are so funny. Did you realize who one of those guys was, right? Well, I know the one guy is, well, one guy is from I'm Gonna Get You Sucker and American Ninja. Yep. The big, the big guy. And the other guy looks very familiar too, and I couldn't figure out. Seinfeld, he worked with Costanza at the Yankees. Yes. He was like three or four episodes. But dude, when I saw that, and dude, they had... Again, I know you didn't like that part of the movie. I don't think it was great, but it's the only way you could really continue the storyline. And God, I loved every second of it because they were so funny with some of those lines. Like the one guy, we'll get into a lot of them, but the, just the way when they get taken over by this woman. And what was her name? They call her Oprah. But, but she was like Moomba or something Moomba. like that? Or, uh, it's uh, it's Mobu. I wrote it down uh, sometimes. Mobu. <laughs> Mobu. M-O-B-U, Mobu. Yeah, Mo yeah. Well, <laughs> I think those two guys were as dumb as Larry and Richard. Silver yeah. yeah, Richard, without a doubt. And their wardrobe was on par with Ooh, Larry. I loved it. They were pimps. They were dressed like straight-up pimps. I loved it. But they weren't trying to be like, you know, like they, they were doing a lot of like shady stuff, you know, robbing and, you know, the bodies and all that stuff. They wore the brightest clothes throughout the whole movie. <laughs> Like, they were, they were not inconspicuous at all, you know? <laughs> I was kind of hoping that the movie would be about them. Like, now, so now all of the shenanigans are being passed off to, to these two guys instead. But then, but then they lost Bernie, and they end up in jail. Yeah. <laughs> well, they lost Bernie a few times. Well, a few times. <laughs> <laughs> that one time in the subway, and I was like, come on. Was oh, God, that was, that was so great. And I love that they found him. And the cops find him. He has his suit's gone, and he has like spray paint on his chest. I couldn't read it. Well, and he gets brought back, and the guy, the morgue manager, which I don't know how you get that job. He just seemed like he was manager. He had no idea what else was going on. He was just there to count the bodies, but he was like freaking out. He's like, "That guy was already here," and then he fell asleep in the morgue. Well, what else is there to do there? You can't talk to anybody. Well, maybe Bernie. Well, 
Now, Bernie's been dead now for a long time, and he went to the morgue. They still keep the sunglasses on him? <laughs> Those sunglasses did not come off him once. <laughs> Maybe they're stapled on his head. It saves him the effort of having to close his eyes. Gotcha, gotcha. And the smirk that, that stays the same the whole time? Uh, like, well, imagine being that actor. He doesn't say any words, but he's got to hold that smirk the entire movie. I say that's the greatest of any acting, that you don't see him breathe. You, dude, he's good at what he does. Oh, he's very good at what he does. Now, let me ask you this. If he was never in another movie, right, and this was his first movie, and somehow he's already dead, does he make SAG? Oh, he makes SAG. Well, he doesn't speak, though. Uh, he spoke in the first one. No, but I'm saying it's like a, a role like this. He's the star of this whole movie. Let's say there wasn't a first one. He's just dead off the bat, and no, he's he playing a dead guy. He makes SAG because he's on screen for X amount of minutes. I thought you had to speak on SAG. No, you don't have to speak. You just said a guy that gets shown in the background makes SAG. That's not how it works. I didn't say that. Yes, you did. You were talking about Wiley e. Coyote as a cartoon <laughs> character makes SAG. I said, no, it's not. A yeah, person. but he's not in the background. He's a main star. I'm just saying that Bernie doesn't say one word except smirk the whole time. I don't know if smirk can get you in the SAG. <laughs> well, it should. I think he should have nominated. I think he should have like nominated for maybe an Oscar. His performance in this movie is so good. It's really funny, and he doesn't even say a word. He's very good. He's very good at what he does. And we try to get him on this podcast. Yeah, we did try. I was so close. Yeah, we almost had him. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. So Larry finds the – he's going through all Bernie's stuff, and he finds the safety deposit box key. So then they just happen to go back at the right time when Bernie's body is back there. And then that's when they think he convinces Richard, hey, you know what? You're, you're going to live with your parents forever, which is so funny that Richard lives with his parents. I love that in the first one. But uh, they stuff him in the suitcase, and Barry Bostwick's following him. And how the hell did they even get that on the plane? I would think it would be a lot heavier than it was. Not to mention, like, you know, every, doesn't extra pounds give you, you know, more money? Like, that, that probably had to be an expensive ticket. Oh, of course. And just the fact, obviously, it's like pre-9-11. So they were checking things like that. That's when people like, you know, like George Young and uh, Blow, you could like just get this stuff on the airplane. Nobody checks it. But dude, for a body, and I love the running joke, because when the guy says, uh, oh, what do you got, like a body in here? He's like, no, 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 no. And then later, when the Larry- guy <laughs> and then Larry <laughs> Oh, see, you laughed. <laughs> no, I, you know what? The one scene I actually did laugh is when he fought the big guy and he turned around and slapped him in the face. That's the only part I laughed at, I think. You know, like, oh. Yeah, but all right, we'll get there. Because <laughs> that part got a little creepy. So time, I was talking about the timeline before. The timeline definitely got screwed up when, so the guys, we saw the two guys in Jamaica, or not in Jamaica, the Virgin Islands, right? And... Then within an instant, they're in New York, which was pretty quick. And then they were about to go see the body. The body wasn't there. Oh, yeah, no, they did take the body, subway, then it went back. But those guys were so quick. The timeline from them on the islands at the ritual with Mumba? Mumba. Mumba. <laughs> Wait, so they, they okay, so back to those guys, they, they just showed up to that, vo- that voodoo ceremony. What were they there for in the first place? Like, I, they didn't explain that. Like, because I, I was kind of confused. Like, what, what's their role in the movie outside of, you know, before they had to go get Bernie? Like, why were they there? Like, they, they showed up to a party. It looked like they were just dancing at the voodoo party, right? 
They were just hanging out. They were, they were scoping the, the scene. So they were at the wrong place at the wrong time kind of thing? Yeah. You know, we skipped over like the most important plot line of this whole movie. So before he goes onto the subway, they do the ritual to try to get it oh. moving, yeah. which is the best part of the whole thing. I love that they had to light 117 candles. They needed a chicken and goat urine. And I love that the chicken somehow left. <laughs> can we also can we also point out that they chose to do this in the bathroom of a porn theater? No, that was. Uh, I was gonna say we missed that whole porn scene. You know? I wonder if that was like part of their list. Like it has to be in the bathroom of a porn yeah. theater, or it won't work. Let, let me ask you this: So when they lost the chicken, would you crawl on the floor of a porn theater and eat I mean- the popcorn on the floor? <laughs> while looking for the chicken well these guys are kind of weird i mean they're also two men in the bathroom they started dancing when they heard music they couldn't control themselves before bernie started dancing there's like i mean these guys are very weird i didn't you know again i don't understand what their whole thing is but (laughs) they might have been dumber than larry how did they first of all like they did it in the back the back of a porn theater a have they been there before b did they frequent that place so much that they knew the manager that well and they gave him almost like a look and he was like okay go back there and then who was the guy that was trying oh. to go in there and then they're like and that guy was like not questioning that there was this like dead guy sitting on a toilet well considering that this is a porn theater that has a, a guy with a chicken in his lap watching porn so I, I I'm not sure like I think like anything goes so whether you bring a dead body in there or you have a chicken, it really doesn't make a difference. Hey, this is the chicken they lost. Like no, no, the no. guy said this is my chicken <laughs> because he said because he said no, this, this is my right. This is my chicken. So, <laughs> but I thought he just found it. Was like no, it's my chicken now. And they were like, oh okay, because everyone brings a chicken to a porn theater. You know what though? That guy looks like he would bring a chicken. Fair. Dead or alive. Guy that, like, came, <laughs> again, that. this is New York City, and this guy looks like he came from like the country just to check out that porn theater and bring his chicken, bring his date. Now, I, I've never been to a porn theater. Doug, I'm sure you've frequented many times, but I've never been to one. But I, they were all like watching the movie like they were watching Saving Private Ryan. Like they were all, they were all very serious. Like, you know, like I'm, I'm assuming you're going to a porn theater for one thing. To watch porn. To watch the acting. Yeah, to watch acting. But they would look very serious. Like, I, I mean, I don't know. Chickens and being serious at a porn theater, I would never put two together. And also, how about how this is? I laughed a lot of this movie. Obviously, I'm a, I'm on board with this. How about when they're looking for the chicken and he's like, "We can't eat the, we can't get a cooked chicken." They're staring at the cooked chicken in the window, and then the guy's head turned. And he looks at the pigeon, and I'm like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" And I love that they didn't even they didn't like mention it later. They just said like, "This is probably why." But it would been great if Mubu. If she would, is that her name? I keep. It's it's Mobu. Mobu. So, <laughs> so I wonder if it would been great if Mobu was like, "Oh, if you use a pigeon, this will happen." But it was funny that that happened. Use the pigeon, and dude, when Bernie, when the music starts and they start dancing, like you said, and when Bernie starts dancing, dude, he invented twerking. Oh, yes. He twerks throughout the whole movie. So he, he invented twerking. This, you know, the, the scene with the pigeon reminded me of young Frankenstein. Yep. When he brought the wrong brain, and Abby that's what normal. happened. Abby normal. Abby this, is the, this is what happened. He brought the wrong chicken, and, you know, instead of, you know, being alive, he just twerks all the whole, whole movie. 
I want to talk okay. to Terry Kaiser because I have to ask him because it was like a choreographed dance because he does it throughout the movie. He goes like left, right, and then he cocks <laughs> his head back and then like just like struts around. Did you know that this started a craze? I actually, I looked yes. this up and I found out that there is a song that is called Moving Like Bernie. Yeah. Actually very catchy. And there are all these videos on YouTube of people like walking through New York and grocery stores and like, moving like Bernie yep. and weekend at Bernie's too. And it's amazing. And, and I kind of want to learn. I want to learn it. Oh, you know what? <laughs> I want to be a part of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, he kind of moves like a zombie. Like he has the zombie kind of movement to him. So walking he, dead quality. Yes. Too. So yeah. he might've invented twerking and zombie kind of thing. And when they turn the music off and he falls face down and he, you just hear that thud and they start the music again and just his ass is jiggling and he gets back up in the position. They do it again. He falls again. Dude, that is just such a funny running like gag in this whole movie. See, I think the opposite. I think it was funny the first few times, but then when he keeps, I can't like, I don't know. I was, I was hoping for the other dance moves. Oh, you. <laughs> but he's dead. <laughs> Well, is, wait, is he is he dead? I mean, the guys. He seems more alive. First of all, he gets more action than the other two guys. Oh, and there's right. a huge reveal at the end of this movie that like blew my mind. But we'll get into it. We'll get to that. <laughs> but I do think that he, he 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 seems to do better than Rich and whatever the guy's name. What's his name? Harry? Larry? 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 Yeah, I just, I feel like he's he gets more action than both of those guys. So two things I wrote down when they saw the when the one guy saw the pigeon, he said "cock a doodle do," <laughs> and the fact that they were singing James Brown was the best because they were saying "get up, boom, get on up," and they weren't even looking at like you said they were caring more about the music, getting their groove on than this guy, and they weren't surprised by it. Even if somebody said like, "Hey, you know what? Do this, do this," even Victor Frankenstein was kind of shocked. When it happened, these guys, this is normal. Well, I mean, their whole purpose was to make bring them bring back to life. Yeah. So yeah. you know, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. They, they, again, they weren't the smartest guys. So, do you remember the what did the outfit that they put Bernie in remind you of? What the, the track? track? The, the track? The it track? Remind me of, it, it was Wesley Snipes' wardrobe from White Man Can't Jump. <laughs> when did you think? that movie come out uh probably right around this time maybe a couple of years after I... so they probably used it maybe they're like we need something and they just like switched it around but god i'd love that dude and then when they finally get there and they have the suitcase they get off the airplane and you hear the steel drum music and i love that the suitcase is banging you just see like ah uh, Dude, he's thought, in this movie so much. Honestly, when who? Wait, Bernie. Bernie. Yeah. When is it not Terry Kaiser? Well, it is called Weekend at Bernie's. No, no, I'm talking about like the the body double. There's oh. only like one time ever that it did not look like it was a real actor. When he's parasailing by his foot. <laughs> that part is that the one? <laughs> and the rickshaw when he's leading the rickshaw. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, is, isn't he bald in the first movie? Well, he is bald. They stapled oh. it to his head. Oh, it was staple. Okay, oh. I was. 
I was questioning that because I figured, you know, when he was drag, being dragged in the ocean, I figured his hair would have flew off at that point. <laughs> yeah. Gina, I said, uh, after I watched this, and I was so floored about how great this movie was, I was watching all these things on, uh, on YouTube, and one of them was an Andrew McCarthy interview from like two years ago. He talked about this movie, and he was saying, well, the first one, so I'm sure this one had some of the same qualities. They like wrote it while they were going. Like there was a script. But Andrew McCarthy was like, wouldn't it be funny if he had a toupee and I stapled it on his head? And they're like, oh, that's funny. Do that. So I'm sure there's a lot of gags in this movie that seem that they might be that way, especially with some of his reactions. But one thing that was mind-blowing to me was, how was that villa? This is 1993. Or, well, it's kind of 90, I guess. But Oh, now we're in the 90s. All this time you're telling well, me things 80, in the no, 80s. 89, 89. <laughs> but how is that villa? 600 bucks a day. It looked so shitty. It was like, it was tiny. I, I, I didn't look at it that way. You would think Bernie would have, with, with all the money. That, maybe, maybe it was all inclusive. Oh, maybe it was. That's still a lot of money. It is. Yeah. <laughs> I would think they would have like a, a house. Like you had to think, you know, what he had the first one. You know, Larry wants to throw around Bernie's money and be Bernie. Bernie wouldn't stay in that shithole. Now, was that, that was the same island they were on the first movie? No. No, they were in the Hamptons in the first movie. Oh, I don't remember the first movie. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe I never seen the first movie. I have too many questions with the first movie. Yeah. So, so Richard's, Richard is supposed to be the smart one, and he's really focused. He's laser focused on anything until women are involved. I was going to say, he's, he's against everything that, that Larry wants to do, everything. He's against everything. Until he sees a woman, and then he quickly how he how he forgets how he's against it. I know he's, he looking, jumped, at, he's looking at the papers. He's like just staring at him, and Larry goes, "Look at the tits on this one." And he just like jumps <laughs> up. And he's like, "No, I guess we can walk around for a little bit." Well, I, I I have another question about him. Yeah. So when he when he when he first gets out and he jumps in a pool, right? He he jumps in a pool like he's a five year old, yes. right? Like he can't. But somehow, what, but now, not even an hour later, he's scuba diving in the ocean? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I, just, I was just curious how that happens. Because he, he also, that jump in the pool that he did, wiped him out so bad that he didn't realize people were walking or in, creeping into his house that he was fell asleep on, the, on this desk. <laughs> I know. So I just. Yes. So he saw this really attractive woman. He does that fall into the pool. And then she's kind of embarrassed. And then for some reason, they cast a woman that looked like that in the conga line scene because I thought it was the same woman, but it wasn't. And I'm like, she was embarrassed and he couldn't swim earlier. Yeah. I guess there's a couple plot holes. A couple. But the, sw- the swimming one. Yeah. Only two. Yeah. But the physical comedy in that, in this movie is pretty funny. Like the falling, the Larry jumping on the suitcase. And there's a lot of good stuff. In well, I also noticed a lot of people in the conga line doing the Larry, uh, doing the, the Bernie. Like they were leaning back and have their arm. I, I, I've been in a few conga lines. I don't think I've ever seen, you know, a Bernie dance move in the conga line. They was, all were doing it. Was Bernie at the conga line that you were in? Because that's why they were doing it. They were seeing him do it. He was there. So the, so the person who leads the conga is the one that everybody has to dance like him? Yeah, follow the leader, 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 follow the leader. I didn't know there was, there's rules to the conga line. Well, you first rule the conga line is you don't talk about the <laughs> conga line. <laughs> So then we see Troy Byer, who is pretty cool. She said they started this movie with another girl. They, they weren't gelling with uh, Andrew and Jonathan Silverman. So then she came in four days later. And uh, 
man, she was so cool, man. She was in so much big stuff. Like in, in that time period, I didn't watch dynasty, but to be thrown in that role so young. And then her first thing ever, she was one of the first cast members on Sesame street. Hold on. You had a, you, you made a big deal about spin city that was on forever. Wasn't dynasty probably on just as long as spin. I city? wasn't alive. So you didn't, it doesn't so you, mean I have to watch it, but if it's on while I'm alive, most likely I've seen it. Okay. All right. You watch Dynasty, I guess. <laughs> Every day. Okay. <laughs> now, you know, I, I, I didn't recognize her name until we interviewed her, but when you look at her, like I, I knew a lot of things that she was in. I mean, she was, yeah. I mean, she was awesome. Yeah, she and wrote she, BAPS. And yes, yeah, and she, she wrote it, you mean? She wrote it for herself, but she didn't have the, the, the prowess. She showed it to Halle Berry, and Halle Berry wanted to get it made, so. Halle Berry was pretty big at that point. Yeah. She, was, she threw her weight around and was able to do it. You saw Baps? Yeah, the movie's awesome. Gina, you ever saw you Baps? Never. I haven't seen it. Mm-mm. Oh, you got to watch it. It's good. Okay. All right. Very, All right. very, very good. So Larry, he goes on a date with Claudia and he did one of the creepiest things that anyone. One of the creepiest things. This whole date was creepy. It made me uncomfortable. Well, it did. Oh, it definitely made me uncomfortable. <laughs> and it's weird to see a movie like this, no love interest at all. Well, first of all, how long she met? She met Larry for what two seconds before Green going on a date with him. Like she didn't know anything about him. He walked up to her, um, and then she's like, "He's like, oh, let's have dinner." She's like, "All right." Like you, and you, he was, you, and he was shocked because we again. <laughs> Well, it's insane about him, but yeah, like the fact that he was like, really? She's like, what? You're surprised. You're surprised that I said yes. Yeah, but you know what though? The reveal at the end makes sense of how he was at the date. One of the reveals. Yeah. Yeah. It just seems like that shouldn't be. No, but but he did. That was necessary. No, meaning he he was just very awkward. Like he was just trying too hard and awkward. So, you know. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I just feel like the reveal at the end, like, I don't know why they had to put that in the... Well, we can talk about that when we get to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They had to change some stuff from the first movie to make that a thing for the second movie. I was like, oh, yeah. that. Yeah. But, but I mean, the, the whole creepiness, this, like, she wanted no part of him. She realized she got herself in a situation where this guy's a, a wacko. Like, yeah, right, would, right away. If, if I was her, I would have made sure that he stayed in the cab and just left. Yeah. She, she didn't even say to walk me into the door. And I love that he tells the guy, as uh, soon as I get up the steps, here's 20. Pull away. I can issue you. That's a pretty good move, though. That, that is a, I, if, I'm not saying in a creepy way. I'm just saying, listen, if you want to hang out a little longer, you know. I guess if the not, person's remotely into you, then. That's you, what I mean. Yeah, that's not, not creepy. Well, I don't mean in a psychotic, you know, stalking way. I just mean, like, you know, if you're dating someone, you're like, you know. I had, I had a previous guest, my buddy Nick. I had him do that when we were a party at Rutgers. I said, just leave. And then the girl was like, oh, where's your buddy Nick? I was like, oh, he left me. Where am I going to stay? And then, you got me nervous because you said you, you, it happened to you with your buddy Nick when he was at your house. Yeah, but then, then you have to listen to the whole story. Okay, well, just, you know, all right. I thought it was creepy. <laughs> <laughs> it was very creepy. Also, and then, like voodoo in, in, in those in that in the Virgin Islands, is it like a big thing there? Because she like has this voodoo shrine and she conveniently knows everything about I know. Voodoo. I guess that was like they had to do something like that. Yeah. Maybe they should have said it. Obviously the island is great because that's where people like stash money. 
But like New Orleans would have been a perfect setting for like the voodoo, but maybe it is a thing there. But her knowing the voodoo, her dad being like a voodoo, do- he was actually a voodoo doctor. I, Cause she was talking about dad's into voodoo. And then later in the movie, he's a do- an actual doctor. Wouldn't you be creepy at also if you were Larry though? In the same sense, you go in there and you realize she's had this whole shrine of voodoo stuff and everything. And Well, he was, he was kind of insensitive. He was like really uh, insensitive about it. He was like, Oh yeah, voodoo. Uh, yeah, well, I, yeah, but I don't think he was creeped out. I just think I just think he was so oblivious. Like he just, you know, he, he was thinking about one thing. What was that, Jamie? Yeah, he was just thinking about, you know. <laughs> she explains me. Yeah, I'll explain. I'll explain <laughs> it later when the reveal comes out. Okay. <laughs> How about so now we're on the Kaga line. So Jonathan Silverman falls asleep because he is so tired from his swim and from doing all the paperwork. And the music starts, again, probably music was playing before that, but it happened at that point, and Bernie breaks out. He does his little shuffle, the Bernie shuffle, and then he goes out to the conga line. Dude, I love the couple that was fighting. How great was that? He's like, I just want to eat. Just, I just want to sit here and eat. That was like, it, it, obviously he was trying to be like an Brooklyn Italian, like the way he was. It was horrible. Like, like they, 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 I think they could have found a better guy to be that, like, that toughy kind of, you know. But how ridiculous. Like, he was focused on food, and she just wanted a party, you know. And then she leaves him in two seconds. <laughs> For Bernie. For a dead guy. <laughs> and then the fight on the beach, like you said, it, that was when Jamie laughed. I did laugh. He slapped him twice, and then he gets punched. She says a line that is, like, was really troubling. Because she goes, why do you always have to hit everybody? So this has happened before. That he just pummels anybody that looks at her. What kind of life is that for her? I'd like to see their story. Well, considering that all he did was dance with her on the conga line and he punched him. Well, not for nothing, though. She did walk to the beach with Bertie. <laughs> I mean, she is dating this guy or married. I mean, they don't explain that. And she goes on the beach, go, walks to the beach as your, as your boyfriend or husband still sitting there. So what's her problem? I don't know. You're blaming her? No, He's I, not showing her the respect. I understand, but you're also on vacation together. Wait until you go home. All right. And, and <laughs> she's, she's doing the conga with Bernie. Isn't Bernie's body cold? <laughs> yeah, probably. Like, it's probably like ice cold. Well, if he's been reanimated, maybe... The blood flow? Not. I mean, I, we've, we've already, like, had to suspend our disbelief about what happens to a body, a dead body at this point. Like, because how many days are we past his murder? Probably, like, three days now. Yeah. I mean, all sorts of weird stuff should have happened by now to his Well, he, he definitely should bruise. Okay, if, he, if he's not going to decompose, there should be some bruising. The, the big guy punched him twice. Or break. Just, just <laughs> yeah. collapse. Yeah. So here's another plot hole. This is another one I just thought of. So when Bernie hears the music, he's supposed to be, the voodoo is supposed to have him go to the treasure. Why does he not do that? He tries to. It'd be in that scene when they're on the if beach? You watch, if you watch the conga scene, she, the, the, what's her, what was her name? Brenda or something? The girl Brenda. that was behind him. She's like actually positioning him to go uh. to the conga. Because I was watching that and I was like, why is she turning him and showing him where to go? And then later on, when we realized that, you know, that's where his money is, where he was actually trying to walk towards the water. (laughs) So I think that that's why he couldn't get there because she like had her hands on him and she's moving him. 
That makes sense. Almost like she knew he was dead and needed direction. I don't know. Wait, oh, Brenda? Yeah, it was. And that's why I was like, does she know he's dead? But no, it's just. Maybe she's not going anywhere right now. Maybe maybe she always wanted to be with a dead guy. Well, people are into that stuff. They woke up together on the beach, correct? Do you think, do you think anything happened? Yeah. (laughs) I don't think so. You think, I don't don't know. I mean, I I was thinking maybe she just passed out, you know, and then just woke up the next morning. But I mean, Doug, if you think something different, I think she, well, he had sex in the first one. So what? You don't remember that? I remember that. But that oh, was like the same night as he died. Yeah. So he was fresh. A little bit. Rigor, okay. rigor, rigor mortis. Rigor <laughs> and, you know, things were stiffening up. I mean, who knows? Oh, okay. But at this point, I'm sorry. You can take that out. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Jamie, that's, the, that's one of my favorite lines to that movie. She comes downstairs, the girl that goes upstairs with Bernie, and they're like, Is it, did everything go all right upstairs? And, he goes, and she goes, Never been better. <laughs> I remember. Okay. You guys yeah. have any scotch? Well, that, okay, that, so that's my point earlier, that he gets way more action than the two other guys. Well, that's a line that Andrew McCarthy says. He, get, he gets more, laid more dead than I do alive. Yeah. <laughs> well, now we find out. We'll I'll, reveal that later. That's right. <laughs> but no, also, so, oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, so, so those guys, the, the voodoo guys, again, the timeline is just crazy how they're trying to like, cram so much in but they have to so he's not like decaying but the guy the voodoo guys just get out of prison in new york which is kind of ridiculous because we touch on a little bit larry and richard we didn't talk about it larry and richard got arrested for trying for trespass- to and it's simple we said we're gonna do simple trespassing yeah and hummel somehow gets them at- off so he could follow them and the voodoo guys don't get that same privilege and they're in jail for like a whole other day. They get out. And, and all, they, all they were doing is like what? Like kind of like almost like wrestling in, the, in the subway. each other, I know. <laughs> and then that's when the one guy started clucking like a chicken because he was talking bad about Mobu. And then he was like, blah, 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 blah. Oh, no, no. Maybe a goat sounds. I think it was a goat sound. Well, it was a goat sound. Um, now, did she mention goats in the beginning of the movie? When they, she did, yeah. Okay. She said she's going to turn them into goats? Is that like... Yeah. So I missed that part. All right. Yeah. All right. So then uh, Richard and Larry... I thought that was a really funny scene. When... Because Richard uh, is laying in bed, Larry stumbles home because he gets drunk by himself. And I don't know. That was so weird. It was really sad. But now we know... No, but you know, but it all makes sense though. So yeah. I mean, that totally makes sense. And uh, you know, it, you don't think about that until after the reveal. But I love what he said to the bartender. Bartender's like, "A bar's closed. I locked it up." He's like, "Don't you have a key?" And then, because he, for some reason, he stopped throwing around Bernie's money. He goes, "Here, buddy. How much do I owe you?" And he's like, "Oh, it's on the house." And then he's like, "Here's a couple bucks." So I'm like, "Man, he's throwing around twenties to the bellhop. Nothing for the bartender." No, that, that bartender was very nice. <laughs> yeah, scram. He was like Oscar the Grouch as a person. But no, so when that, the reveal of the body not being there, you know, Richard opens it up over and over again, and then Larry looks in there. And then when they find them on the beach. Uh, well, be- before that, you forget that he curled up in a bowl. Was that the one when he curled up in a bowl, he spooned uh, Richard? 
Well, he got close to him. Yeah. I thought Richard was going to be with a girl. I thought it was going to be a girl that was with Richard that he was going to be spinning with. Nope. I thought they only had one bed the whole time and they were just sharing because they were just, <laughs> I didn't, you know, I didn't, I didn't understand yeah. what was going on. <laughs> 600 bucks a night. They better get two beds. Well, you said it was a small room anyway. Or a king I, size. Yeah. Like. King size. <laughs> oh, you know, you know, I mean, their relationship seems kind of weird. I mean, they're, they're friends who work together. So they're really like coworkers who became friends. They're like brothers. Uh, there might be more than that. Whoa. Really? They do everything. They do everything together. I'm that was saying. actually like the one question that was hovering from over me ever, the whole movie was why is Richard friends with Larry? <laughs> I don't know. Larry just gets him into all sorts of trouble and like makes bad decisions for him all the time. And he's just like, oh, okay. He does. <laughs> but I, th- I, th- I think Richard leads a very simple, safe life. He lives at home. Yeah. You know, he, he, he jumps in a pool like a five-year-old. Like, he's, like, very simple. So I think Larry brings a lot of excitement to him. As much as he doesn't like it, I think he likes the excitement. I think he does it to make himself feel better because he's like, man, this guy's a lot shittier than I <laughs> <laughs> Like, it made sense in the first movie because it was, it was almost like Larry was, like, Richard's it. Like you said, Jamie, like, he, you know, like, Larry got Richard to do fun things, you know, things that he probably wouldn't do. But in the second one, I felt like, Larry was just so annoying. <laughs> he was but, annoying. <laughs> but there was there was two million dollars on the line. Yeah, that's true. So you know, which actually is a little bit more than two million. Oh, spoiler! I know twins, but we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> so in the so the next so they find him and Brenda on the beach, and then they're like, oh, we have to get to the bank. So they go into the store. They're trying to find like the perfect oh, Before you even get there, just yeah. one, one line that she said, and I hope that her boyfriend wasn't around because she says that Bernie was the greatest guy that she's ever met. <laughs> now, what is that? The guy's dead. So I feel bad for her. Imagine like if that's a, if you, a dead guy is the greatest guy you've ever met, what kind of life has she had? Maybe she just wants somebody that listens, Jamie. Okay. Yeah. Her boyfriend just wants to eat. All he wants to eat, do is eat. And Bernie actually listens to her. He does. Well, she said it. he's kind of shy. He doesn't say much. <laughs> so. so the fact that these guys, Bernie is the most important person to them right now because they want to get that money. Why, why do they continue to leave him in the back of the Jeep? I don't think they – are you talking about Larry and Richard? Larry and Richard, yeah. They leave him when they go into the store to buy – they're trying to pick out the trench coat so they can, like, marionette, like, puppeteer him inside the body. And they're actually trying it out on a mannequin in the store. Yeah, but I don't think they're thinking anyone's stealing Bernie yet, right? right. So they, they haven't – the bad guys haven't come there yet. So they're, who's going to steal a dead body? I'm not saying steal, but just the fact you're going to leave a dead body in the back of your car. Maybe somebody walks up, they're like, hey, this guy's dead. Well, considering that he still looks as alive as he was, you know, before he died, I don't yeah. think I don't I don't think they're really even thinking about that. And that guy that's tailing them, what's what's his name? Hummel. Hummel, yeah. Like he's so he's very inconspicuous with his <laughs> clothing and his really his like camera shot. He's just so, I mean, 
they would have no idea that he's following him. I know, he's pretty good. There was nothing obvious about what he was no, doing. Not, not even a flashlight when, it, right, in, like what, two feet away, like flashing on his head? <laughs> he's just like sitting by the pool that, what, that when like, they first get there and he's just like snap, 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 everything they do. And I'm like, how is no one noticing that this guy is taking pictures? And that, not to mention in between, he's always, you know, he's also snapping girls. So in yes. between every snap. Right. <laughs> yeah, like this. <laughs> like really quick. <laughs> so I think I think Gina said it best. They're like both the same people, like Richard and Larry and the other two henchmen, the voodoo henchmen, because they all they're all terrible. So the voodoo henchmen happen to pull up, they see Bernie sitting in the back of the Jeep, they take him, then Larry and Richard see them see see them getting uh Bernie get take. So they like do this like dive it over the market and then block the block the road. And they're like, hey, move out of the way, move out of the way. And the guys like are driving at them. Then they pull Bernie out of the back. Exact same time they knew ex- to grab the heels. I know. <laughs> <laughs> they planned that out, I guess. Somehow they're like, hey, if Bernie's ever in a car and it's going past us, you know to grab the heels, right? It's like, of course. It was a great move, though. But how do those other guys, this is the most important thing so they don't get turned into goats and they don't look in the back or the rearview mirror for, and they seem like they were driving for a while to get to the voodoo fortress, I, I guess we can call it. Having the fact there's a lot of people just standing around or walking around the village and no one s- says anything. <laughs> I know. They, they take one body from one car, then they drag him out of the one, and then they drag him by his feet <laughs> in, in the street. So they make Bernie look like he has a toothache and he's wearing like a trench coat, like he's a flasher. And the guy at the bank is probably the worst employee ever because Bernie's right arm was, was moving like a left. Left. Yes. (laughs) I hope that tooth feels better. Mr. Lomax. (laughs) And then in there was just a map. It was like a torn piece of paper. It was a map, which honestly, the map didn't do shit for anything, right? No. And you know what? Did they even bring it up again? Because she gave it to the father, but it was never mentioned again, right? Yeah. After the father had it. I think as they figured out that play the music and he's going to take you to to it. But no, I thought there was going to be some kind of like, I thought the voodoo was going to help out there. So really that map meant nothing in the movie. Nothing at all. Another plot hole. Okay, four, up to four or five. <laughs> I have a theory because I know Doug. I'm I'm stuck on that point that Doug mentioned earlier about for weekend at Bernie's, the first one where they were they had a script but they were kind of adding stuff to it yeah. as they filmed. I have a theory that weekend at Bernie's too. They didn't have a script. <laughs> they just were like, hey, let's make a sequel, and then. Just kind of like let let's let this happen. Maybe this will happen next. And they're like, <laughs> let's have a map in the safety deposit box, and then we'll give it to this girl. We'll let her have this valuable map and never see it again. And oh, we'll figure out what to do after that. That's my theory. There was no script. <laughs> you know what? I, I after I watched this movie, I believe a hundred percent there was no script. <laughs> <laughs> but this movie did make money. The budget was seven and made twelve. Where so, the first one make? Right? I don't know. I'm sure more than that, but that's oh, still a good enough profit. In yeah. most circles, that's one that they would think about making another one, but obviously they didn't at that point. But uh, 
So, so this is like another, the henchman guys that really made me laugh. So they go to Mobu and she's like pissed off because he's not there. So then they're getting ready to leave and there's goats blocking them. And the one guy says, Ooh man, that goat is sexy. And he's like eyeing it up and down. I'm like, Holy shit, dude. These guys are turning into goats. Do you think Mobu is the witch doctor's wife? And Troy Byer is the daughter? Well, I think they saw them. They saw each other at the end of the movie. Maybe it was like divorced and they cut that out. But I, maybe. I don't know. I just, just popped in my head. If there had been a script, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Then you could refer to it, but nope, not at all. So then again, they know that there's people looking for Bernie, Richard and Larry. So what do they do? They leave him in the back of the Jeep to go show Troy uh, Claudia, the, the map. They want to talk to her about the map. And again, Larry's nervous, so Richard goes up and Larry hides behind a tree, which is like so kiddie. He wants to get all this money, but he won't talk to a girl that he had a bad day with. So then music starts playing and Bernie just starts dancing in the Jeep and he starts dancing out of it. You know, I find that she didn't seem at all phased at all when they told her at all like she she just went right along with it like no fa- you know the whole situation is is a ridiculous situation you know between the dead body carrying around there's two million dollars there's voodoo doctors she was like okay i'll help you whatever you need like there was no she was not phased <laughs> at all no that is, that is true but maybe because voodoo maybe her dad brings home you know uh dead bodies ever so often and reanimates them i don't know yeah i, I guess if you're dealing with voodoo i guess not a lot in aphasia yeah not much surprises you yeah Dad, who's this dead body on the table? Oh, he's going to start dancing. Just put on some slow jams and start moving. We <laughs> find a chicken, so we used a pigeon. That's what happened. <laughs> well, let me, let me ask you this. If, if, so if he used a chicken, Bernie wouldn't be dancing. I think he so, would just reanimate and be, walk. And, so he'd be like a Frankenstein. Yeah. I that would what, probably have been pretty cool. So yeah. I wonder what was like, why, why a pigeon makes him dance? Like what? what I guess kids, oh, I guess pigeons kind of do the same thing as chickens, but I mean, they do that thing, <laughs> you know. That is true. All right. Yeah. So then, Larry, uh, Richard and Larry get kidnapped, and they have to meet Mobu, and then Mobu po- poisons Richard if they don't bring back the bat. They said by midnight, right? I think so. So that was weird because in the middle of the day, he was looking like he was going to be dead. <laughs> <laughs> Well, again, I think I don't. I don't think he gets out much, except for Larry. You know, he's yeah. he seems like a mama's boy. So he, he, I think, he just you know, that was typical. So then here's the Hummel part that we kind of mentioned before. So he's walking along the beach, and he takes that little sneaky photo of girls in bikinis, and then Bernie is just kind of walking there, and then I love the woman that was. How did that woman have her boating license? because she was so impatient to start the parasail. You need somebody on the parasail. She just like wanted to just. Well, first, I, I don't even think she, I mean, she probably, she probably like a, a vacationer who was just like renting the boat. Oh, I would sure. think though you would have a professional person on the boat with her. That's, in, you know, deals with para, you know, parasailing. Like there was no one there. It was just her and her husband. Have you guys ever parasailed? No, I want to. But yeah. 
Gina, you parasailed? Oh, I have never. It does look like fun, though. It does, but I mean, they always have like an instructor on the boat with you. Yeah. Yeah. You Not a place like this. Parasail. Again, 600 bucks a night for that crappy room, and you think you can't have a parasail instructor there? <laughs> <laughs> but no, the fact that Bernie gets caught up in it, and then he grabs the bikinis, and Hummel gets caught, and this is the first of many times Hummel gets arrested. <laughs> and then Bernie hits every palm tree on the way up. And then, Jamie, this part of this movie was so amazing. When the fake shark... Oh, Sharknado happens? Dude, not even Sharknado. This was like Jaws Revenge bad. It was, it was ridiculous. It was a, the huge shark that just somehow was able to go up in the air like that. Like, I, I, I couldn't... Oh. The fact that they use, like... A, like nature, like stock footage of a shark in the water, and then had that rubber abomination holding on to him, and then just like falling off. Not like it did any damage to him; it just was holding on to his leg, and then just like slipped off and then splashed in the water. And it was huge. And then what happens? Bernie lands right in front of Larry, Richard, and Claudia. It's almost like he has a magnet tor- towards him because even in the first movie and second movie. He's always somehow connected to them. Every time he's separated, he comes right back to them. They always find him. Somehow they always find him. You know, you mentioned that this is where, um, what's his name? Humble? Oh, Humble? Humble, yeah. Um, he starts getting, you know, get, you notice that his hair keeps getting more wild every time he gets, <laughs> every time he gets more like, you know, uh, thrown in, he goes to jail, what, three times in the movie, I think? And it, yeah. Going on, his hair keeps getting wilder and wilder. So by the yeah. end of the movie, his hair is like Bozo the Clown. It's a metaphor. It is. <laughs> it forecasted a little Psychological bit. Psychological state. <laughs> oh, man. So then they figure out that the music is – I don't know who figured out. Was it Larry that figured it out? Was it uh, Claudia? That Bernie, when they play the music, he is going towards the treasure. I think it was Claudia when he, when he goes into the water. And then yeah, like, yeah. Like, I think she's the one that says, oh, because he can't hear the music anymore. No, but I no, but I but I think it was Larry that's mentioned. He's going to show us where the treasure is. Right. Larry's the one. To come, Larry, as as dumb as he is, again, he comes up with a lot of good things. <laughs> well, money's involved, so he knows what to do. And then he figures out how to keep the things onto his head. And then I which, love when, which yeah. by the way, I'm assuming Walkmans were not waterproof back then. So I don't know how he was able to have a Walkman, you know, on, in in the ocean still work. All right, plot hole number six. how about why does he why does larry have to bring a harpoon gun into the water well they are going scuba diving with him what are the sharks there he needs that he can shoot bernie in the head later (laughs) i love that it's for the game and and, and create a rickshaw and 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 you and basically have like Uh, again that contraption he makes and he rides larry um bernie He's pretty smart, Larry. I love that. That was so good. <laughs> okay, so the him walking the ocean, that's a scene I remember. That's one of the main scenes I remember as a kid. I hated it. Oh, come on. I hated it. I hated it. I think it was so perfect because, you know, Hummel goes to the hospital. And he's like, I thought I saw this guy. They send the death certificate. He's like, he's dead. Don't worry about it. Why don't you just go get some rest? So his idea, again, minutes later – minutes later because they were already planning on going scuba diving he goes you know what he was really relaxing going into a can in the bottom of the ocean that could possibly leak 
Do they have they have submarine rides? They do. On like, I know they had them in Cancun. I was scared to go on them. I they did. So. Yeah. All right. They're not big ones. They tiny submarines. But when he sees him, and I love that he almost didn't, and he just goes crazy. Did you guys know who the instructor was? She looked familiar, and I couldn't. Well, she, her looks. She's only been in a few things that you know her. She was on Oranges of the New Black. But when I say what voice she did on a cartoon, you're going to know her. She was Patty Mayonnaise on my self-titled show that ridiculed my childhood. Doug. (laughs) Yeah, that was her. And you could hear it. She didn't even change her voice. That's her voice. Like when she went in for the audition of Patty Mayonnaise, she just spoke because it's the same exact thing. But yeah, that was her. Never seen it. Oh, that's sad. But anyway, so no, that was – so then he gets arrested from that, and then at the very same time, that's when Bernie finds the, finds the suitcase. He pulls it out, the treasure chest, and then I, I don't understand why doesn't he let go. I know he has rigor mortis set in, the music stops playing, but he's just laying there not letting go of that. And it's very – it's upsetting Larry. Larry's getting so pissed. He almost looks like he has a look in his eyes like he would chop his fingers off. Well, you would think, why wouldn't they at that point? Like, I mean, they, they don't need Bernie anymore. They got his money. He's been haunting them for two movies. Why not? Uh, yeah, I thought, I thought it was, that was a great opportunity to just leave Bernie in the water. And then yeah. take the, the safe they, or whatever that was and run away. They got everything they needed from him. And he's been haunting them for two movies. Just <laughs> cut his hands off and take the thing. Yeah. <laughs> Just wipe your hands with this whole situation. So, so one thing that Troy told me was really funny about the filming those scenes. When you're filming underwater scenes, you know, you're, it's not like you're going to go up and reset. Like they said, they just hung down there in the auction tank, just like relaxing. And she said like the thing that was scary was the fire coral that was down there. If you like touched it, it was like excruciating pain. So she was saying some days it'd be like four or five hours of just shooting those underwater scenes and she had to get like she had to get her license within like days and she was not a fan of swimming so it was like this perfect storm but i'm happy that she obviously said yes but uh god man dude that scene is so ridiculous so then here's the question i have so they have bernie on the beach they need to get him back because they're kind of like away from everybody so they have like that big go-kart thing or the golf cart why the hell does everybody run? They were dragging a, a dead body with a harpoon in his head. No, but even before that, they were running because they said, my buddy's hurt. He needs to get to the city. You think they saw that from that far away and they all ran? No, they, they, they did see. I think they, I, they didn't run right away. When he said that, they were still sitting there. It's when they saw him with the with, – you wouldn't run. You see a, harpoon, a guy with a harpoon to dragging him by the harpoon? I would just want to help him out and get him some Band-Aids and some Neosporin or something. What do you think a Band-Aid's going to do with a harpoon in your head? <laughs> Two Band-Aids, I guess. I don't know. One for each side. Yeah, you know what? You probably need those, like, little, those little circle Band-Aids. Yeah. Just put them on one each side. <laughs> Maybe there's like some kind of uh, voodoo folklore about finding someone with a harpoon in their head. And <laughs> yeah. So they had to run away before they caught the bad juju. I don't know. <laughs> but even, even the bus driver jumps right onto the horse. I know. He away. left all of his people. But he, did you see how he did that? He, like, he didn't even touch the ground. I think he just jumped from the door and he went right to the horse. 
That was great. And I know we talked about this before, but Jamie, you didn't laugh at this scene when he sets up Bernie as their horse. <laughs> you know, it was just so ridiculous. Like, I mean, like, he's like MacGyver. He's like, Larry's like MacGyver. You know, you give him a couple of things, he can figure out how to make Bernie move into it. This thing was ridiculous. And the fact that he's holding on to the harpoon as, as like the reins <laughs> and, and steering him. Like, he was actually trying to steer him. <laughs> And Bernie runs. I didn't know Bernie could run. <laughs> well, I guess he's kind of more like MacGruber because it all works out until Larry didn't think like, hey, there might be downhill areas. But you know what my favorite, what, it's one of the movie posters and I think it's such a cool shot. I want to get it for the studio. But uh, when he goes through the parrots, when, he, when they almost knock all the people over and the parrots chilling on the harpoon, that is just <laughs> such a cool shot. <laughs> So, Jamie's sinking. He's 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 absorbing it. He's digesting all of this. <laughs> so I'm just, I, I'm just yeah. laughing just how how ridiculous. Like, I I because I, I I think it. I don't know. I can't like. I felt like it went on too long. That part. I don't think it went on long enough. I could have <laughs> went for a little bit longer. <laughs> so I love when uh, I love the fact that Hummel is driving past. He's in the cop car again. They see everything that's going on. The cop turns around follows them and so somehow bernie was perfectly going to mobu and bernie like kicks her right he like runs right into her she flies out gets knocked out and then we could start this final scene that just (laughs) (laughs) well so like was she dead i don't remember like no no i think she was knocked out just knock that. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, and then the doctor happened to be there at the same time. He was in the, for some reason, he was in the car with Barry Bostwick. He was oh, in the car with Hummel. Because, oh, when they, because when they, when the submarine came back, they had a doctor waiting for Hummel. Cause remember he wanted to get out of the submarine while oh, he was yeah. submerged underwater. So they were like, this guy's crazy. He's got like some kind of makeshift um, straight jacket on him. Yeah. when They take him out of the submarine. And this yeah. is where his hair is starting to get a little more wild. Right. Okay. And oh, it's just, wild, and it just baby. happens to be Claudia's father, who's the doctor, and the voodoo doctor. Yes. But, all but why, together. Why would he go in the back seat with a criminal? Like, right? They, they, they threw him in the back seat of the cop car. So why yeah. did a cop, why did the doctor go in there too? Why did the cop put him in that position? He was upside down. Like his feet were hanging upside. <laughs> like he wasn't even sitting in a chair. <laughs> I don't know. If technically, he was considered a criminal or just like mentally deranged. Okay, even so, you gonna you want to sit back there with him, like you know, like <laughs> I, I don't think. No, <laughs> I guess I guess a voodoo doctor. doctor. <laughs> <laughs> so again, so here it is, Larry. I mean, Richard's sitting there; he's about to die again. I thought it was midnight, but I guess not. So Mobu's knocked out; she's not able to reverse the spell. So he's sitting there; his lips are like white. He looks like he's about to die. Claudia is like begging her dad, like you know that. There was a way to do this to reverse it. And he is like, yeah, but in order to do that, you know, I need the blood of a virgin. And instantaneously, Claudia and Richard are like, oh, no. Guess I have shit out of luck. Yeah. And By the way, now her dad knows she's not a virgin. Oh, that is oh. oh, that's awkward to find out that way. Right? Oh, yes, you have to guess. But well, I, 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 I know. but considering they're on an island with uh, you know voodoo stuff, 
I'm sure they've been together before when he needed a virgin and, you know, she couldn't volunteer then either. Could you imagine? It's almost like asking a buddy for their urine for a drug test. Be like, hey, man, can I get some of your urine? It's like, nah, man, I, I was at this uh, I was at this Depeche Mode concert. And <laughs> I, I, what, what, do you think the father's still angry at the daughter, though? Like, because this could have been the second time that he asked for that. He's like, no, I'm sorry. I can't ask you because I know you're not a virgin anymore, <laughs> you know, from the first time. You know, I, I think it's a missed opportunity for some comedies. Like, oh, yes. he's blood of a virgin, and he looks to his daughter, and then she could awkwardly look away, like, oh. Um, well, Gina, if they had a script, that could have been good. Yes. If they had a script, they would have <laughs> foreseen that opportunity. <laughs> but the fact, as soon, I thought maybe it would have been like Barry Bossig, which is ridiculous, or someone just else comes over and says, hey, this is. But when Larry stood up, and he like walked over like a little kid and he like stuck his finger out. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? This guy that tries to get with every girl in the first movie at the party, this movie, it's really just Troy, but he's always like just oogling. He is a virgin at what age is he? Well, they're, they're working at a high profile job in, in Manhattan. So you gotta be, I, you gotta be in late twenties, early thirties. Why are you saying there's something wrong with people being a virgin in thirties? No, I don't think it. It's a little weird. <laughs> well, it doesn't only because it doesn't. There's like an issue with it meshing with the first movie. And fun fact, they actually had to remove ten seconds from the first movie so that. Oh yeah, because he had sex in the first movie. Yes, he does. But like that part where where Richard, he's in the room with this girl, and Richard comes out, and then there's this line when that woman has sex with Bernie and Larry says something like, they always complain when I just lie there. Oh, so, but there, I think there was some, there was, there was a portion of him being actually, maybe a scene of him actually being, we'll say intimate with. Oh him. man. Yeah. And I remember that line. He's like, he's like peeking through the door, like the shining. He like has the door up in a crack. He's like, I'm a little busy and I'm a little tied up in here, Richard. And then yeah. he like closes the door. And then he like, well, Larry's. Oh yeah. And then he's like, Bernie's missing. Holy shit! I totally if, forgot. About but that. maybe he lied though. Maybe he lied in the first movie. Well, he was actually with a girl in the room. Larry. Larry was in the room with a girl. I remember she. I think you can even see her like covering herself up. Maybe. Oh wow. Okay. I don't That's know. Now I have to go back and watch that. But man, that is really funny that it happened. But yeah, the fact that he was mentioned to be that, I was like, oh my god, man. I don't know why they didn't just make Claudia the virgin because then she'd be more. I, I guess that I wouldn't never, be funny. I guess right. Yes. Yeah, that's true. It wouldn't be funny. Then the and dad they, would be like, and "Yeah, because I lock you in a dungeon until you're 24." <laughs> See, I, I don't remember the first one. I Richard had a girlfriend in the first one, right? Like he met well, the he had, blonde. He had an yeah. interest. Yeah, interest. Oh, so he never got with her. I think he did. I yeah, think he do at the end. Okay. And, yeah. What happened to her? Because doesn't this all happen like right after he meets her? <laughs> I know. With her, that's how the first one ends. He's like, "No, we're gonna hang out at her house." She was already filming something else, probably. Yeah. Or something. <laughs> so, so I love the end of the movie. The shirts that Larry bought in the beginning, they're able to wear, and they're on the ship. And again, Richard, I don't know about this. I don't know. And then he ta- and then he reveals to him about the money that, hey, there was actually $3 million, so they have a million bucks. And he's kind of like, no, no, no. And then the crew on the ship, again, this guy sees boobs, and he's just like, all right, fine. Girls, boobs, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in now. So the four girls 
I don't even know. I'm not saying they can't have their boating licenses or be captains, <laughs> but it just seemed like a little fitting that. And then he purposely chose those four. That happened to be on the island, right? They, 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 yeah. They, but how about the, okay? So the, the money wise, though, like you said, they had the money. How do you know there's three million in there? I don't know. That that just happened too quick. Because remember, the money flew in the air. That's what I'm saying. Drove on it. And then you had all those people, so he he didn't walk away with a chest. So how did he walk away with a million dollars? Yeah, I did. and the I'm fact that seven. and the and then <laughs> he said, hole number seven, right, Gina? <laughs> and that crew just happened to be on the island. That just yeah. happens to be four blondes that know how to, you know, yeah. I do love the fact that the two voodoo henchmen got turned into goats, and Bernie was walking them. That was a cool way to end it. And they obviously had it again. The body's gonna decompose, but it—I don't know. I—I kind of wish they had like I didn't watch after the end of the credits, but they really should have snuck in one of those kind of things. Like maybe that he actually finally had a funeral, and they that would have been great, dude. Actually, man, they should have done this. They uh, they buried the body, like Larry and Richard are there. They leave, and then maybe like a bunch of teens pull up. They're playing music really loud, like drinking, and he starts coming out of the. Oh, dude, that would have been awesome. God, I should have wrote that. See, I didn't like the ending at all. I felt like the whole extra million dollars was a ripoff from Twins. Ah. Well, that and then just the fact that you just have Bernie walking around now. So he's still out there walking around knowing, like, he's still just, I don't know. Don't they all know that he's dead? Like, you had multiple people. You had the doctor there. You had so many people there at the end of the movie. This dead guy right there, and now he's still live walking around in a parade. He's leading a parade. Wait, here's a question. Do you think he's still walking around right now? If there's music playing, there he is. <laughs> as long as there's music in the world, Bernie is walking. <laughs> but at this point now, it's been a long time. You think it's just like a skeleton walking around? That's what I mean. I think that'd be really fun. That'd be a funny – I really want to write that sketch. I'm going to write that. <laughs> like kids pull up. It says Bernie Lomax. I can even do it in my backyard. And like the hand comes up, and it's just like a – just like a bone, and then it starts doing the Bernie. <laughs> All right, so that's it. That was Weekend at Bernie's too. You guys said, ah. I know you sent an emoji to Jamie of vomit, but it's not that you guys had fun watching it. So, Gina, would you tell people to watch this movie? Um, probably, <laughs> probably not. Um, I would definitely watch, help people to watch the first one. The second one, I don't know. I think there are just so many things I wish they had done differently, like have a script, um, <laughs> maybe maybe focus more on, on uh, what was it, Charles and um, Henry? Was that their yeah. name? Because I, I, I really liked them. I did too. Um, they were funny. Yeah. I, I mean, no, it was, honestly, it was, um, it was really painful for me to watch. I just, <laughs> I just kind of like when it was over, I just thought, why? What, what you wanted more? No, why? Like, why? Why, why, did, this, why, did, why this did they do this? <laughs> Jamie, what did you? What uh, would you? Would you tell people to watch this? Um, if you have seen the first one, I would tell you to watch this one only to appreciate the first one better. You know, if you've never seen any Bernies, absolutely not. Do not see this one. But if you saw the first one, I, I would say just watch this so you can see how bad it is, so you can appreciate uh. the first one better. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 again, the first one was, I think the writing was, the first one had a script, first of all. 
you know, the second one we 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 found out that doesn't have a script. So, <laughs> but, <assuming> it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the first one, you know, the, the concept is very funny. It's original. It was good. You know, um, this one they just him walking around. I can't I, the voodoo thing. I, I just couldn't. I don't know. It bothered me. Yeah, but he he invented twerking, and he did the Bernie dance is the thing because of this movie. That's I, a good point. It's true. That's, that's true. Yeah, okay. That makes me change my mind a little. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, so that was Weekend at Bernie's too. Gina, thank you again. Next time, we'll try to find like a, a Terry Silver lining uh, type <laughs> of character and uh, you can uh, have maybe a better watching experience. Well, you're, you're not into horror, right? Who, me? Yeah. Uh, no, but if you, if you make me watch horror, I'll watch horror. Say, so it might be good to get her to, if that she might be watch more fun. As I was saying, we might have to get a horror for you. Oh boy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so that was Weekend at Bernie's. Thanks again, Gina. And next week, the next movie that we're covering is Mad Max 2. And this is the first video interview that I did, a, that I was able to do. Jamie reached out and this guy said, yes, and it's mind blowing. Vernon Wells. One of the greatest bad guys of all time, Bennett and Commando. He plays Wes in Mad Max 2. He has an awesome kind of tiny role and a great story about it for his role as Lord General in Weird Science, Inner Space, and the guy's been in it all. So don't forget to check that out. That'll be obviously in audio. And to see the video, that'll be on YouTube. And watch Mad Max 2. So... Don't forget to review, rate, share our podcast. Follow us on all social media at Sequels Only. And don't forget to check out our website, sequelsonly.com. Good night. Good night. Bye.